Hello from the Clio Cloud Conference 2017 in New Orleans. I am Jason Taché. I'm Sam Glover. I'm Mary Jetton. And we're on the road with Legal Talk Network. Thank you so much for joining us on the road. It's a pleasure to be here in the Big Easy. And today we're talking about data-driven decision-making and process. So Mary, give me a little bit about yourself and then tell me what that means. Okay, so I am a recovering accountant. I have a JD, but I don't practice because you're not allowed to practice without a license. I have been writing and talking about key performance indicators and data now for a few years. And so we thought we would do something where we explained how we're in the Big Easy, so we wanted to make it super simple for people to be able to take a look at their practice using data and process. And I'm Sam Glover, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Lawyerist.com. We help solo and small firm lawyers who are innovative and entrepreneurial start, manage, and grow their firms. And for the record, I wanted the title of our presentation to be, Use These Metrics That Matter and All Your Dreams Will Come True. Well, we got a pretty good crowd anyway. I think we did. I think we did. <laughs> so regardless of title, what did you talk about today? And will people's dreams come true anyhow? I think so. I mean, this uh, Mary has been working on a book um, about the same subject. And our, our idea for this presentation basically grew out of that. Um, and I guess it's probably better for you to talk about your book. Well, sure. You, you've read it, right? Because you're I, supposed well, to be editing. Well, I'm the only one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> An audience of one. So I wrote a book last year on key performance indicators that was really um, comprehensive. It's a nice way of saying. Oh yeah. Complicated, uh, but it was you could use all of it or a little bit, but there were still over 40 key performance indicators. And some of the feedback that I heard from lawyers, what, what you know, sort of fell into the we need it simpler. So instead of redoing a KPI book. Sam and I talked about doing something where it was a little bit more about the data that you needed and the processes that you needed to look at rather than the actual numbers. So rather, also, so also rather than um, creating lots of spreadsheets, this book is very user-friendly. We use Post-its. We don't use any acronyms. We don't use any business uh, jargon. And so that's a commitment that's in the book. And it's supposed to be simple. And the idea was to do the same thing with this presentation, which is basically just help lawyers understand how to use data about their firm to update the processes and procedures that they have um, to be more efficient, more profitable, um, and enjoy practicing more. So today, Jack Newton, in his keynote, outlined the missing six hours. And a lot of what this book talks about is how lawyers can actually figure out how to spend less time on business development, how to spend less time on collections. And some of the things they can do you know, are, are really simple, like have an admin, outsource it, delegate things. Some of it seems obvious to people outside the law, but the law has always suffered a little bit from this, we need our own special solution to everything. And so part of the presentation was just explaining how this is very similar to other professional services. So let me ask you about that. I do a lot of interviews with folks that start data-driven or statistical-driven 
uh, legal startups, and then they find out when they try to go to market that their client, lawyers, don't know what it is they're talking about, <laughs> and the right. education gap is too big for them to be profitable, so they pivot to a different industry with the same data. Huh. What is it that you all are doing to help close that gap? Statistics is not a course that people take in law school, so how are you helping that translation process? I think the harder part is, uh, you know, the, most of the legal industry is solo and small firms. And so you have to, essentially, anything that you're trying to convince people of, you have to do it one person at a time often. And then you have to, sometimes you motivate that person to bring their firm along. And so I think we're sort of trying to evangelize the value of processes, procedures, data, and how you can use that um, in your firm. And you just... If, if we if we win, it means getting a critical mass of small firms to see that to see the benefit of that and the value in doing that. And and you know I have a uh, a software company. It's not only for legal, but the you know and I ran in the whole reason I started actually <laughs> writing about KPIs is because I would go to lawyers and ask them, well you know hey how many hours do you spend in a week? Um, giving away free consultations and they would tell me a number but they had no idea that that was actually a cost to them because they didn't realize that oh it's an opportunity cost I have the opportunity to deliver billable work or I have the opportunity to give away free time so there was no correlation between the value of their time and the money that it was costing them to acquire clients so that's how I started getting into KPIs and I do think that lawyers are a little bit afraid of numbers many of them so we thought if we turned it into less about numbers and more about a process or um, you know a, a simple approach it might work better there's an old adage that I know I'm wasting half of my marketing budget, but I don't know which half. And the problem is that that applies to nearly everything lawyers do. They're not sure where the bottlenecks are that are getting in their way. So what does data collection look like then for these small firms? Usually when people are trying to use data to be informed, they need bigger and bigger data sets. But if you're talking about a solo practitioner, that data set doesn't necessarily exist. How does a solo practitioner overcome perhaps this data gap? So the data that we're talking about is very simple. Things like every person who comes into your firm, you need to know where did that person hear about you. Did they come from your website? Did they come um, from a friend? Did they just pick up the phone and phone you? Um, by gathering that type of data, you can then decide what's the most effective way of marketing your practice. So it, it's simple things like that, and you don't need fancy technology. In fact, that was one of our, we had, we had a couple of themes. One of them was process before technology. The other one was if you didn't want to change the way you were doing anything, then you were supposed to leave, but I don't think we ever said it exactly no, like that. No, maybe not, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, um, Small data is often more interesting than big data, which is not to say that big data, but big data is awesome, but big data is about predicting big trends. And small data can help you understand the actually like what is happening in my firm day to day, 
where are the problems and the bottlenecks in, in what we're doing that are preventing us from growing, from being profitable, uh, making us feel like we're spinning our wheels. Um, so for example, if you don't know how much um, time and money you put into acquiring a client, you can't make good decisions about how to allocate your marketing budget. And the same goes for, you know, if, if you don't know how much time you're spending serving uh, your divorce clients versus your personal injury clients, you don't you can't make intelligent decisions about which one of those practice areas is worth you spending the bulk of your time on. And so that's what the kind of decisions that you can make even when you only have small data sets. So we're living in a moment right now where, as you just said, big data is everything, analytics is everything. What's the limitation of being data-driven or data-informed in the legal profession right now from your perspective? I think... Um, I think data does a lot, and so I don't think there are a ton of limitations, but there, it is important to um, kind of recognize that sometimes you need, to be, uh, you need to generate ideas and be creative. And I think the main part where data is information that you can take in um, that helps you inform, but when it comes to figuring out what the solution is, what experiments to try, um, then you need to sit down and brainstorm ideas. And that's about creativity, not mechanical stuff. Um, some of those, and then you test them, and then you gather data from your tests, um, and then you reflect on it. Um, so I think the limitations on data is just that it, it's a piece of the process, but it's not all of it. You have to loop back, um, come up with ideas, solve problems, all that stuff. So another piece of this puzzle is that there's outliers. So you have to be careful to not just take all the data and just start analyzing because you might have had like one case that was $90,000 in fees and the rest of your cases are a whole bunch of $25,000. So if you don't actually deal with outliers properly, you can end up with bad data sets. Well, then, uh, one last question for you both as we close out today's show. Uh, how do listeners get in touch with you? How do they keep in contact? Uh, I'm easy to find uh, just about anywhere. If you look for a lawyerist, um, that's the username on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. Um, and you can go to our website and you can subscribe to our newsletter or you can subscribe to our podcast in Apple Podcasts, um, just like this one. Okay, so I wear many different hats, none of which I identified at the beginning of this show. So um, I, my email, the best way to get a hold of me is through Evolve Law, uh, which is info at evolvelawnow.com, or even better, just reach out to me on Twitter at Mary Jutton. And um, I also have another company called Tracklight, and you can also reach me through Tracklight. Well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we've reached the end of the road on today's episode. I want to thank our guests again today for joining us. Uh, we also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard today, please rate us on Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time for another episode of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Bye.